1: Who's starting? You oh, no, no, or wait, me? Wait, wait, no, no no
2: We have to start with a personal well, thing. I was
1: going to say, what's Damn. your personal story?
2: No, no but you're, you're going to do it. You're going to start. Oh, okay, okay. Let, let, let's pretend we're pressing required right now.
1: Okay, so um, so Greg, I got a great story to tell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it I, a personal one? It is very personal. Um, and if you give me a couple minutes, I'll come up with it. But actually, I, but I'm going to flip this around. I saw a really cool picture of your daughter uh, teaching you yoga. Yeah. So and that was just over the weekend, and I mean that's that
2: is kind of cool, right? She's a little yoga. I don't even know. Like like she's not even really doing real yoga moves, but but they are. They look like it to be. But me. she's making like, and she's telling me to breathe through my nose, and she's like, be super balanced, uh, concentrate, and she's like, this one's called the uh, the 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 upward lion, and like making up all these <laughs> awesome names. Yeah. And. She's so flexible, uh, yeah. So anyway, that, I'm, I'm glad you saw that. Yeah, uh, I yeah. thought it was very cool. And I and
1: I saw and I'm going to use this as a segue. I saw um, another Facebook picture of our guest who is sitting here with us today, picking apples on the Kingston Peninsula. Just another cool activity to do in New
2: Brunswick, right? Um, uh, uh, Owen, tell us about that. And 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 also, this is Owen Green, by the way. Yes. His sorry. logo for his company. Is actually an apple. <laughs> that's okay. right. Oh, so, now, well, so he, welcome to the boiling Look at hey, how guys. we pulled
3: that together. Isn't that wow? That, I'm impressed. Thanks, I, guys, for having me. Good. And yes, we did have a uh, wonderful time picking apples in the Kingston Peninsula. Um, just a fantastic late fall day. And uh, kids enjoyed it, and uh, so did Haley
2: and I. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, I, I, and again, like I say, a fantastic segue into who Owen is. Yep. And Owen, let me do a very quick introduction, and then it's going to be your turn to actually uh, to fill in the holes. So, Owen um, is an accountant but he's not your ordinary accountant. Owen is uh, an accountant with years of big, big, massive uh, international uh, business experience who uh, learned everything he needed to learn from that world, say goodbye to it, and start working with small firms like myself. So Owen's actually my CFO. So he's the guy that says, uh, yes, Greg, you should write that check, or no, you shouldn't. And uh, uh, really... As far as a testimony for Hemings House, uh, it's really helped us kind of go through adolescence in a little smoother way, if you know what I mean. You know, like getting someone to really not just keep your books, but be strategic. Right. Um, and for him to offer that to small businesses like myself, it's, uh, it's a gem and it really is worth the investment. So, uh, Owen, why don't you give us a little introduction about who you are and Adams Green? Sure. And thanks, Greg. I, i find
3: that greg is better at describing that than i am the adolescence analogy is a good one we saw an opportunity or a problem really in the province where you've got small businesses and startups that need a certain level of financial management but can't afford that on a full-time basis or don't need it on a full-time basis so we uh, we took up the challenge, I guess, to create a new model for how those businesses uh, meet those uh, financial management needs. And
2: well, what is that model, Owen?
3: So we're different from your typical accounting firm. We don't do the traditional tax audit review type work that you would expect an accounting firm to come in and do at the end of the year. Uh, we we bridge the gap between what your typical bookkeeper does, that day-to-day accounting, and what the... the year-end accountant does. We provide a right-sized solution for our clients where we're in there on a daily and monthly basis so that uh, when Greg has something that is keeping him up at night, he can quickly turn to us and have his question answered and go back to what he's doing,
2: what he does the best. Which, which, uh, I'm not going to say this to make anybody laugh, but uh, that's going back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I just laughed. Uh, and I say that truthfully because before I had someone like Owen and his team um, taking care of the books, that's the stuff that keeps entrepreneurs up at night is, okay, I know I've got enough money to you know keep the lights on for the next two weeks, but what, how are we going to continue paying off this debt and how much money do we need to bring in to make this work? That's the stuff that keeps us up at night. Absolutely. But to take that away uh, from someone who isn't numbers-orientated uh, – and for me to be able to focus on vision, which, Dave, you're very instrumental as well, um, is phenomenal. So when when cause I remember when we started Hemmings House, and you remember that too, Dave? I do. We were a mess, an absolute financial mess. Every time I met with my executive coach, I'd be like, I'm running out of money again. And it was like a weekly conversation. Um, the assumption was we couldn't afford uh, proper management of money. Isn't that funny? And really, not doing that is what makes worse and worse and worse.
1: Well, and and, you know what's interesting, and I want to ask one a little bit about how they started to see this gap, because I'm telling you, it is there and it's big. And there's, you know, like in my experience, being a small business as well, is you've got, um, you know, you can get get some some support to a level, but when you want to get that additional level of support, You're almost like you got to be a certain size, right? You have to be doing a certain amount of revenue every year to get to to really warrant the attention of a like of a. I'm I'm not not that you're not a proper accounting firm, but you know what I mean, like Mm -hmm. the what you described earlier, Owen. And and if you're not, you're 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 not getting you're getting supported, but you're really not getting any advice. You're just getting kind of your year end done. And it's I'll tell you, it is so frustrating, right? And and I mean, great the accounts are great. I'm thinking of these larger accounting firms, and it makes sense for them to be focusing at a certain level of business and
2: focusing backwards not forward well and there,
1: there's a little bit of that or there's a little bit of that going on too at least in my experience but but so you so yeah how did you i mean so we were feeling it greg i mean i'm feeling the exact same thing right um and i know a number and we would you know we have a, a big peer group of small businesses that would f- be feeling the same thing as well right um how did you start because you were like this you know a big corporate guy sure how thing. did you start identifying the issue that small businesses are having
3: uh, sure thing. If you don't mind me I, uh, just at throwing something else in before I answer your question, though, I wanted to go back to what you said about the big firms and them being focused on a different type of work. Uh, we work really well with a lot of the firms in the city, and, and I always tell people we're not there to take their place. If anything, I think they appreciate working the with easier. us because we can identify those things where, Hey, you need a tax specialist for this because right. there's, there's an opportunity to be had or there's a risk here. So I just wanted to throw that out yeah, there. Okay, good but, point. um, uh, where we got started, where the idea started was, I'm going to say seven or eight years ago, I was looking to make a change in my career. And I actually interviewed with a company down in Halifax and, uh, interview was going great. And, and I could tell this HR director was really excited. He was telling me all about these big problems that this company had. And it was the sort of stuff that I was really interested in doing. And then about 20 minutes into the conversation, he said, ah, you know, what are your salary expectations? And I kind of gave him a range. I mean, I wasn't, that wasn't my main concern, but it was, you know, it was well beyond what he had the budget for. And and, and he, he, he was straight up. He said, you know, we're, we're looking for somebody at this level, who's going to be in over their head 25% of the time and bored out of their mind 25% of the time because we've got the budget for one FTE and this is the distribution of work we have. So that was where I first started thinking that there's something here. If you could, you know, right size a solution where you're giving them, you know, maybe like in Greg's case, we probably have the equivalent of one and a half people's time devoted to Heming's house, but it's across multiple people right? and it's continuous throughout the year. So that's where the idea started. And then it was, so after that that interview I talked about, I ended up taking a job here in St. John, spent about four years there, developed a bit of a network in the city and finally had the confidence to make a go of it. And that was about two and a half years ago now. And it also dovetailed nicely with where Haley was in in her career. That's your wife, right? Yes, sorry. Um, So Haley's an accountant as well. She had spent close to seven years at home with our kids, wanted to get back out into the workforce. And as much as businesses talk about work-life balance and flexibility. When push came to shove, she couldn't find somebody that was willing to take her for four hours in the morning so that she could go home, pick up the kids from school. So we said, well, let's do it ourselves. And uh, And and that's how the the business started. Yeah.
1: So that, so this is interesting because we're hearing a lot of this, right? Well, people see, you know, so you've identified something, you thought, you know, geez, there's a, there's a problem here. There's probably a solution and I'm guessing you didn't have it all figured out right away. You probably are learning, are still learning probably as Absolutely. you go, I would expect to some degree. Um, and then you said something, you said, and I got the confidence is what you mentioned, right? So uh, tell us about that transition because I'm guaranteeing, there's a few people listening to this thinking, you know, I've been thinking about jumping out there and doing something, right? And you're yeah. you're pretty fresh into it, right? So so what, what gave you the confidence? You know, what are you learning from the experience? What S- advice would you give?
3: So w- first bit, and I hear this on your show all the time, is talk to people and ask questions, make those phone calls. In my case, I actually called some contacts I had in the city on behalf of a friend of mine who was looking to make inroads into St. John. And I had three or four people say, yeah, sure, I'll meet with them, because you asked. And I'm like, Well, that was easy. Um,
2: (laughs) People are nice weird.
3: You mean mean (laughs) like this is the idea of getting clients or? Yeah, yeah, just that was my biggest reservation about starting is that, you know, I'm an introvert and the idea of doing sales uh, just scared the crap out of me. But it's (laughs) people here are so accommodating. I mean, you know, pick up the phone or send an email or whatever, and you're going to get a response back and people will give you. Um, their time to talk through what's uh, what's on your mind and what you're thinking about. And, and, you know, it was one of those sorts of conversations that got me started. I, I sat down with an acquaintance from a board I was on and said, here's what I'm thinking about. And, And I never looked at him as a potential client, but uh, he came back, he gave me some good advice, uh, said, you know, if I uh, introduce me to a few other people and uh, said, if, you know, I think of anything else, I'll let you know. And two months later, he said, look, I've got, you know, two or three months worth of project work here. If you're interested, if that'll give you the confidence to, to make that leap. And that's what I did. That two or three months uh, buffer, if you will, uh, was enough for Haley and I to say, yeah, let's make a go of it.
2: And another interesting thing about about that is talking about that network uh, one of our previous guests and an upcoming guest Derek Reedley um, is must have known you Owen from somewhere hockey mm-hmm. or something? I've got no idea what. uh you do but uh,
3: <laughs> and uh, I knew Derek through uh, Derek's company had done some work for one of the boards I was part oh, of. so okay
2: there we go. so um, Derek overheard me talking about, you know, my struggles with keeping finances in order. And he's like, oh, you got to talk to my my friend Owen. And so it's just just like that. And I didn't even interview anybody else. I just met with Owen. I was like, well, clearly you're the right guy for the, <laughs> you know, and he actually was, which again is another uh, interesting transition to uh, the other very exciting thing, which is Owen's company is now a B Corp. Um, oh, cool. And I think quite possibly the One of the only financial or accounting firms. The only
3: accounting business in Canada. There's a few in the U.S., but... Uh, I'm quite See, sure pretty, we're the first in Canada.
2: That's pretty cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, that, that story? I like to say that we went through that journey together and found it at the same time. Yeah. But th- how did you get attracted to that? And did you even know what B Corp was before you and I started to do the journey for Hemmings to become a B Corp?
3: No, I didn't. I, I think you and I kind of caught wind of some things around the same time. And then I know you you started to, to talk about wanting to to do it. And I volunteered to help Greg through the the process of getting certified, and, and that was something that that Haley got involved with as well. And but halfway through that, we looked at each other and said, "Hey, this this makes a whole lot of sense for us as well. Uh, not just because of the, not just because we believe in the B Corp movement, but because the process you have to go through really focuses you in on." what do you want your business to be? And it it makes you be really deliberate about doing the things that you, you say that you do, but maybe you're not as consistent about or as formal about. So it's, it's you know, I don't hear anybody that's gone through the process saying that we wasted a bunch of time doing stuff to get certified that we don't use now. It's, it's really important stuff, uh, forces
2: you to answer some important questions about your business. The other thing it did for, for us, and i like to ask you about you, is it, it forces you to kind of go back to the vision of your company, but also to say, to measure what is the positive impact we are making in our communities and the world because our business exists. Um, so I'd like to ask that to you, Owen. You uh, know, as an accounting firm, uh, the the social impact part, in my mind, is far more than sitting on boards uh, yep. for you. Like, why don't you, why don't you go into the impact side? Yeah,
3: it started with sitting on boards back when I was working in you know, my previous job. I uh, gotten involved with the United way because I was looking for something to feel good about. And then when we started our business over the first year, I would say, well, it started with really the, just a simple notion that we want to help this type of business that's struggling to meet these financial needs. And that's going to help our province by making more of these businesses successful. And it's broadened, um, you know, I, I I look at our lives now as being very entwined or organic. Uh, I heard this concept recently of wholeness, of, you know, your personal life and business. Uh, so, yes, I am on uh, a, a board. Haley is as well. Uh, the, uh, the United Way in my case and the St. John Learning Exchange in Haley's case, which are both great organizations, Uh, But we also made a corporate commitment to uh, donate 1% of our revenues to local nonprofits. We provide employees with paid time off to do volunteer work. We both take a lot of our time during the day working with, with groups. Uh, it just yeah it, it becomes just a part it, it all sort of integrates into one uh, i don't really know how to describe it better than think, that no i
1: think i like the idea of some integrated versus a balanced you know what i mean because you have mm. to integrate everything and uh, things don't balance perfectly right um, <clears throat> so so for for companies that would benefit from working with you like or how would you are helping how would you describe that maybe that ideal client because there's not there's not a, a million hemming's house right with this great visionary, it better not be. Yeah, no, no, that's a very unique company, a unique client to you. But, but it probably has, um, it has some. You know, there's something about a company like that that other. Like, what are what are the attributes? Yeah.
3: So, there isn't a particular industry or or size other than. Our clients haven't grown to the point of needing a full-time controller or CFO, but we've got clients anywhere from a one-person startup to a 40- or 50-person organization. What they tend to have in common is they've got values that are closely aligned to ours. They um, they have that financial need. They tend not to have... Um, well-rounded management teams yet for the same reason that they they don't need a full-time cfo they don't might not need a full-time hr person or mm-hmm. lawyer or marketer or whatnot mm-hmm. so they're very lopsided they've got one or two people that are really strong in in certain areas and then not so much in in other areas so we can kind of bring some balance to the team and then uh, uh I lost my other thing. Oh, the other thing is I, I think the the organizations like you guys are part of Wallace McCain Institute have done a really good job of coaching entrepreneurs that you know focus on the stuff that you're good at and delegate the other stuff that detracts from your t- you know the highest and best use of your time. Mm-hmm. So our clients tend to have that mindset that You know, it's not a hard sell to go. In fact, we don't really do much in the way of sales. It's mostly referral business where like the conversation Greg described, somebody hears about us that way and then comes to us or or gets an introduction to us. Yeah.
1: They could hear about you. So where would they, if they were listening to this and going, all right, I need to learn more about Adams Green, and what? where would they go? And I always always get mixed up with your the company name and your personal name. always throws me off. So you'll have to tell me the background on that. But.
3: Green Adams. Sure. Uh, so Green Adams. Um, Adams is Haley's maiden name. So it just, it sounded kind of... Accounting firm ish, Adam's Green. And uh, yeah, there's not much more to it than that. And I that. keep
2: thinking Green Apple. We're going right back. You know, we're talking about Adam and Eve. You yeah. Know? It, it, uh, except Owen's last name's not Eve. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> <We> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so this that's is that's Owen hard. Eve.
1: Uh, no, no, no I can, I'm with you. So, and then, the, but there is like in your logo an Apple. Is there, there not is, a Green Apple? And, right? and,
3: and that was uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the. The company Revolution Strategy that designed our logo logo came up with that Apple yeah. connection and yeah. they threw out this tagline, a core part of your team. And well, that's cool. And ah, to, yeah, I like and, that. And, and, and it really resonated with us because that's what we think differentiates us. We're not that accounting firm that comes in at the end of the year, but we're there every oh, day through, yeah. uh, so much throughout depth. the year. Yeah.
2: I'm glad you told me that brand story. I just thought it was like a, a like a, a old Testament uh, Adam and Eve reference. Uh, 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 <laughs> did, did you ever think that? Or am I the only guy that saw the we're, apple we're, and the we're,
3: word? We're not very good at telling our story. We're, we're numbers people. The core, so. That's a
1: good tagline. I love that. Oh, so oh, how so. did they? sorry. How did they find you?
3: Uh, uh, Our website is uh, adamsgreen.ca, and we're also on Twitter and Facebook.
1: And pretty active, I might say.
3: Yeah, I'll uh, throw some uh, love out to Jeff Roach, who's coached me. I know he's helped Greg a lot. Uh, uh, Jeff uh, really encouraged me to, to be myself online, and that was another area that... It's a little reluctant to go but
2: and if anybody wants to learn more about Jeff take a look at our old podcast episodes cuz we had Jeff on yeah, that's at sociological.com yeah. um so this brings us to the end of our interview Owen and this is where as you know cuz you're an active listener and participant of the boiling point he's uh, shaking
1: his head yeah um, this is
2: where Dave and I do some <laughs> takeaways. so Dave how about you what uh, you know listening to how Owen conducts business in what seems to be such a natural type of service offering, but it obviously hasn't existed in this form. Certainly not here. Uh, yeah. What, what, what are some of your takeaways? Well, I, I think it's, I
1: mean, there's a, the whole story about, uh, and I have a little background in the whole story of Owen uh, leaving big corporate and, and taking the plunge, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. So that resonates with me because, I mean, we can certainly relate to that. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, this idea that an accounting firm is, you know, kind of purpose-driven, right? And uh, one of the things Owen said is, you know, when we work with a client, we make sure our values align. And I'm thinking, you know, that's something I've always thought about from a coaching standpoint, but I haven't heard a lot of people working on, on the financial side of the business ask me, so what are your values, Dave? What do you stand for? So that's pretty cool on the whole B corp thing. I mean, that, that, that's got to really resonate with a lot of people. And there is such a need for small businesses. Like I think so many small, like, small business owners and entrepreneurs, they don't know what they don't know on the financial side, and it's not until you've experienced it, I experienced it, Greg, we get into massive financial mess, meaning our books are a mess or whatever, and we got to pay, I mean, in one case, I had to pay a substantial amount just to get stuff cleaned up for a year end, and it was just such so unnecessary, and so when I'm hearing someone just start a business, you know, I, I would, like you, you refer them to someone like Owen, um, because the if they, the sooner they get this cleaned up and fixed and ready to go, the better. Especially, and they can. It's
2: actually something that's um, accessible. It's not going to be
1: overwhelming in terms of a service.
2: And uh, and I'd say for me, my takeaway is my experience with uh, with Owen is uh, what I said earlier. If a CEO or a founder has decided to be the visionary of a company and really uh, take care of the dream and building the dream and getting the right team and, uh, and sales even, uh, but that's all very high-level stuff. There's nothing more deflating in reaching the vision than having to worry about that stuff. So when I think about what Owen's impact is and what other accounting firms' uh, impact is, is if if anybody is trying to support a company to grow, that is a massive impact uh, on the community because without good solid foundation, Heming's House can't make the impact that we want to make. So um, these these type of folks rarely get the praise that they they deserve. I agree. Uh, but having a, a, a strong financial and legal uh, team and coaching team behind you to uh, to actually build that strong foundation, without it, you don't have the ability to make. You the can't
1: impact. build a business on passion alone.
2: It's just like. What was that other Old Testament uh, scripture of the sand and the mud and the rock? Do you remember that one, Dave? Do From not school? covet the neighbor's wife. No. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you next time on The Boiling Point.
0: Thanks so a <laughs> lot,
1: <long>, guys. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, <Owen>. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleash.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep that pot boiling.